You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Look at the Holy Spirit's work in the believer. The Holy Spirit's work in the believer. For those of you who are coming for the first time, what actually we are doing is that I've been doing a series and I've been talking about the Jesus culture. We first talked about the word culture, that we spoke about evangelism culture. We are now on the spirit culture, but I termed it the spirit life. Praise God. Okay, when I'm done. With the whole of these series, we are going to use that document as a manual for everybody who is coming in as a new member. Yes, so that they can understand the culture of discipleship before we actually make them a member. Are you getting the point? Yes, so that you know what the Holy Spirit worked in you. Amen. Yes, it's not a condition for salvation. No, it is the offshoot of salvation. It's the produce of salvation. When you are saved, this is the life that is born in you to what? To live. Praise God. All right. So the Holy Spirit's work in the believer. The Holy Spirit's work in the believer. The Holy Spirit's work in the believer. Number one, Galatians 4 verse 6. The Holy Spirit gave birth to us. Who gave birth to us? Oh, who gave birth to us? Okay, so in the natural realm, it's your parents who gave birth to you. Is that right? Biologically, you have parents. Is that right? You have a lineage. Is that right? Is we, some of you, you come from the patrilineal, depending on your tribe. For others, the matrilineal. But all of those don't change anything. It's the father who carries the seed. Whether they call it matrilineal or patrilineal, we know that with regards to reproduction, it is the, the law of reproduction. It is the father who carries what? The seed. Is that right? Oh, wonderful. Good. So now, you must understand this clearly. That in the spirit, when you got born again, please note the word. What is the word? Born. Born. So it means that the person has already been born biologically. They've been born naturally. Are you getting the point? But then they are born again. But this time, they are not born naturally. They are born supernaturally. Are you getting the difference? Okay, they are born supernaturally. Now, so if you are born supernaturally, then you must be born by the spirit or by a spirit. Are you getting it? Uh-huh. You're born naturally is just by flesh and by blood. But when you are born spiritually, then it means that a spirit must give birth to you. Praise God. All right. So now, you and I became born again by the birth of the Holy Spirit. And that's happened in Acts 1 verse 8. 
That was the new dispensation. Where both believers and unbelievers, the whole world received from God. All of us became potential children of God. Oh, praise God. That as many as believed, he gave them the the word power there is the word right. The legal right to become the children of God. Praise God. The legal right. So you believe. So that's why the day you believe Jesus' resurrection was preached and you believed. That same moment, not that same day. That same moment you were born again. Oh, praise God. That same moment you were born again. That same moment. You were born again by the Spirit. So look at how Galatians, uh, Paul wrote to the Galatian church. Go. And because we are his sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts so we can now rightly speak of God. Oh, praise God. So how is God your father? Is because his spirit gave birth to you. Oh, hallelujah. His spirit gave birth to So the Holy Spirit gave birth to you. Hey. You didn't actually get it. Not the unholy spirit. The Holy Spirit gave birth to you. That's why you are holy. If you feel unholy, it's because you don't know who gave birth to you. But thank God it's a feeling. May it never be a knowing. Uh, are you here? Uh -huh. may, may it never be a knowing because that is not a fact. Let it only be a feeling. And try living your life on feelings. Because feelings are fluffy. Praise God. The Holy Spirit gave birth to you. Tell them, I am a produce of the Holy Spirit. Number two, the Holy Spirit lives in us. The Holy Spirit lives in 1 Corinthians 3.16. Let's all go together. Go. Don't you realize that all of you together are the house of God, that the Spirit of God lives among you in his house. What? So, you house God. You are the container that carries God.
So, wherever you are, God is. And wherever you go, God goes. Did you hear that? Imagine the house you live in. You live in that house. Can the house leave you and go somewhere? Oh, hello? No, you live in your house. Then the house will move. Eh? Oh, praise God. Oh, God lives in you. You are the house. And God lives in that house. Yesterday I went somewhere. One of my, my dad's Houses in Achimota. And actually, when I went there, that was about six, seven years ago. They said a fetish priest. They have blocked the road into the house. So you can't even bring a car into the house. And he has taken an entrenched position, a fetish priest. I said, I'm ordering you and everybody else around you. Make sure that this place is cleared. The people around say, hey, hey, Lele. <laughs> I looked at him, and I was pitying him. I wouldn't serve the God he serves. Because if I look at him, I know he's God. He did exactly that. I hope he didn't try anything in the spirit. I'm sure he would have had a shock of his life. You must know who lives in you. You see, every day when you wake up, you must be conscious of who lives inside this house. So if you have a visitor, oh Jesus, who comes into the house and tries to behave like he is the Lord. 
of that house. Maybe he is called sickness. Maybe he is called anxiety. Maybe he is called worry. Maybe he is called betrayal. And he tries to visit. And then try to take an entrained position. As if this is his house. You let them know that they are late. Because when the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you, he comes with a certain fruit. We'll talk about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Apart from those fruit, no other is expected to be seen in the house. Did you hear that? No other. Listen, when they live and they feel comfortable, you allow them. Know this. The Holy Spirit lives in your house. And because he lives in your house, he waits for you to tell him what to do. So don't expect him to come and take over. If you tell him to take over, he does. Do you understand me? So, if he is right inside of you, and you say, my BP has come. Ah. You said your BP. You know he is right there. And you say your BP. It means you are welcoming another guest. Into the house. Oh, what can I say? He will not be happy. Are you getting a point? But it is your house. Oh, Jesus. Are you here with me? I, am I making it very practical? In very simple terms. Please. If you know he lives inside of you. Let me show you. The one he lives inside. The one he gave birth to. Who is called Jesus Christ. Look at what he did. When death tried to swallow Jesus, <laughs> he broke through the grave. And death lost its power. He's the same person that lives inside of you. Oh, praise the Lord. He is the same person that lives inside of
Next. The Holy Spirit testifies we belong to God. He does what? He does what? So listen, you have a testimony that goes ahead of you. He testifies we belong to God. Romans chapter 8 verse 60. Please, let's all read this together. Go. For his Holy Spirit speaks to us deep in our hearts and tells us that we are really God's children. Oh, my word. So, somebody called the Holy Spirit who actually gave birth to you, number one, <laughs> lives inside of you, also testifies of you that you are of God. Hey, hey, wait, wait. He gave birth to you. He lives inside of you. He testifies of you that you belong to God. And so strangely, somebody called maybe your boss. Who didn't give birth to you? Who doesn't live inside of you? And they testify that you are not of God. And you accept it. That this is who you are. An unbeliever in the street. Who doesn't know you? He doesn't have an idea about you. He just met you in a day. And he says, he's not of God. I don't like him. And you are worried. Oh, then I'm sorry for you. The one who gave birth to you, who lives inside of you, continually tells you that you are of God. Listen to him. Let what everybody else says become nonsense. Did you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless they are confirming or affirming what he has already told you. That you are of God. Oh praise the Lord. Yeah. You are of God. You are of God. You are of God. You are of God. It means you are of the God class. Nobody brings you down. Don't settle with that low estate. And, and tell yourself, I belong down there. No, he says you belong up there. You are in the God class. And he continually testifies because he knows you will hear other voices. He knows when you go to work, you hear other voices. You know, sometimes your dad will become angry and he will tell you certain things. He knows that your mom sometimes will say certain things. And because of that, he who gave birth to you and he who lives inside of you will continue to testify to you so that you know where you came from. 
so you don't forget about your root. I came from God. Oh, praise the Lord. I came from God. When worry comes, let your testimony show. Oh, praise God. When temptations come, let your testimony show. Say, oh, oh, God will punish me, so I won't do it. No, God will not punish you. The reason why you won't do it is because you are above this. You are in the God class, so I won't do this. Listen to me very carefully. A spiritual person does not do certain things because they are afraid God will punish them. That's a carnal person rather. Because the day they know they will not be punished. Do you hear that? But listen, a spiritual person begins to see some of these things as very childish. Very petty. And so, oh no, I am above this. You know that when people get matured, they say, oh, when we were this thing, we were doing these things. But now, we've grown. Is that right? Yes. Because they can now see themselves at another level. Oh, praise God. He testifies. He gives you your testimony. This is the one that gives you your credentials. This is the one that tells you who you really are. And the reason why you have to believe his is because he gave birth to you. It's because he lives inside of you. Therefore, his testimony of you is true. And everybody else is false. Oh, praise God. Next. I love the Holy Spirit. He prays for us. Oh, he prays for us. He prays for us. God is good. Oh, he prays for us. He gave birth to us. Lives inside of us. Testifies of us to ourselves that we belong to God so we can confidently walk in the God class. Live in the God class. Do things just like God will do. Without the, any kind of shame around us. We are confident in him. And because he knows we are human. He also intercedes. He prays for us. Oh. He prays for us. I tell you. Some of you see the Holy Spirit. As a wind. I went to a, a Bible school. I won't mention the pastor's name. They said I should come and help them, their church, with their Bible school. And so when I was teaching them on the Holy Spirit, I told them that the Holy Spirit is not oil. The oil is just a symbol. But the Holy Spirit is not oil. So I said, if you go 
to a far country, or you travel out, and you didn't take an anointing oil, and something happens, and you want to pray, what are you going to do? You are carrying a bottle. Whilst the barrel is in you. <laughs> they sacked me. <laughs> you are clapping. <laughs> they sacked me. They said, I've come to change the theology of their church. I'm spoiling the business. <laughs> That was about over 15, close to 20 years ago. Yeah. They sacked me. <laughs> they sacked me. They sacked me. The Holy Spirit is not just a force. The Holy Spirit is God. Last week I gave you a, an analogy, is that right? Of the sun, is that right? Let me give you another analogy. If you take an orange, you have the skin of the orange. You have the fruit of the orange. You have the seed of the orange. All of them are in the orange. That is three in one. That is how God is. One cannot do without the other. Praise God. <laughs> ah. He prays for you. In the same way, by our faith, the Holy Spirit helps us with our daily problems and in our praying. Oh, hallelujah. You can never be left alone. Said, I've been left alone. No, you are not alone. He's praying for you. You remember Jesus told Peter that the devil wants to sift you as wheat. But he said something. He said, I've prayed for you. Christians, listen to me. When you see temptations come, when you see challenges come, it doesn't mean anything. You have already been prayed for. So the end of your challenge will be good. Praise God. But do you know something? Look at how the Holy Ghost works. He says, in the same way by our faith, our belief, our trust, the Holy Spirit helps us with our daily problems and in our... So you need to pray for him to help you in prayer. Hello? You see? So, look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit and see whether you see prayer there. In the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there is nothing like prayer. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't gift you to pray. He graces you to study and understand the word. 
He graces you to speak in tongues. An interpretation of tongues. Hey, are you here? He graces you to work miracles. To discern spirits. He graces you in the word of wisdom and in the word of knowledge. But when it comes to prayer, your will has a part to play. And when your will gives in, the Holy Ghost takes over. I've told you, if you are a church worker and you, you have to be coerced to pray, you are not fit to be a church worker. You're not. It's the basic, the basic thing. Evangelism and prayer. If you have to be forced, Prayer. You are actually refusing grace. That's what you are doing. Because grace works through what? Prayer. Yes. Prayer is surrendering your will. Prayer is affirming your belief and your trust. That is how you fuel grace. And even in that, he graces you for you to fuel him. And yet, you don't want to pray. You know what Jesus said? He said, pray that ye may not enter into what? Pray. What he actually means in the translation, we are working on that. For those of you who don't come to the Bible school. So you hear some of those terms, and you take them literal in the English. You have to go to where they were written. Understand the language. Trace it so that you can review it in today's language. Are you getting the point? Yeah. Doesn't mean that you not enter into temptation when you pray. No. What it actually means is that so that you can overcome it. Because if that was so, remember, Jesus himself at that point was praying, was in temptation. <laughs> but the prayer didn't stop the temptation. The prayer helped him overcome. Are you getting the point? And at that time, he was man. He was not God. And so it was not the Holy Spirit that came to strengthen him. It was not the father that came to strength. It was angels. Because he was operating as the son of man at that moment. Are you here with me? The Holy Ghost is not helping me. Are you sure? Ask yourself, are you praying? You're not staring. You're not staring. You're not staring. 
He helps us with our daily problems. And in prayer, praise God. Oh, say hallelujah. Mm. Look at Romans 8.26. Still praying for us. Go ahead. For we don't even know what we should pray for. Nor how to pray. As we should. But the Holy Spirit prays for us. Which oh, hallelujah. I told you the other time. The scientists have discovered that when you speak in tongues, it's not your brain that prays. If you like, go to YouTube, go and check it out. It is not your brain, it's your spirit that prays. When they, they checked how the Buddhists chant and all of those, when they are chanting, you see the brain kicking. So the machine was showing, the brain was kicking whilst they are chanting. So they call the Buddhists more like, come and chant. So chanting, chanting. And then they call the Christian to pray in tongues. Whilst he was praying, nothing was affecting the brain. The spirit prays. Hallelujah. Oh, are you here? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Let me give you the last one. And I'll close for today. The last one. He strengthens us. He strengthens us. That out of his glorious, unlimited resources... He will give you the mighty inner strengthening of his Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. That out of his glorious unlimited resources he will give you the mighty inner strengthening of the Holy Spirit. Hey, are you a believer? <laughs> my brothers and my sisters, let me tell you something. Nothing can break you down. Amen. If you tap into the inner strengthening of the Holy Spirit, nothing will make you commit suicide. Amen. Is he nothing will be able to take your confidence away if you tap into the inner strengthening of the Holy Spirit. No amount of words put together to break your confidence and your will can break you. Because, like he said, there is glorious, unlimited resource. The resource is like energy. Unlimited 
energy, unlimited vitality. That will revamp your... Nobody can crush your spirit. Nobody can crush your spirit. Nobody can crush your spirit. Because the Holy Ghost strengthens you from the inside. Oh, my business has collapsed. There's fire. Oh, at the moment, it will feel like I am crushed. But the inner strengthening of the Holy Ghost brings me back to who I know I am. He gave birth to me. He lives inside of me. Oh, praise God. <laughs> Very soon, I'm coming out of the ashes. As a matter of fact, you will see me better than before. Oh, praise the Lord. Are you getting the point? Yes. As a matter of fact, you will not see the ashes on me. Even if I don't get the money back, you will see me and you rather smell money. Because things don't make me I make things. <laughs> Let me tell you something and then I'll end it. Listen. Please listen to this. Everybody listen. Everybody listen. Things are your slave. So stop chasing things. I have stopped it. You see how you come home and you went chasing things and you didn't get things and how you shout on your children. <laughs> and you shout on your wife. You know. And everybody, you are angry at everybody because you went chasing things. You see, you have become a slave to things. Believers don't know who we are. You chase things. Have, even in your first original state, when you were given birth by Adam, Adam, Adama, the one that came from the earth, that's the meaning of Adam, Adama, something that came out of the earth. That's the meaning of Adama. It's not Adama. <laughs> it's Adama. That's Hebrew. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not speaking God. Oh, so okay, Adama. I didn't say that. <laughs> Adama. He said he blessed them and he gave them dough. 
over all creed. So how does hey how? Listen, the dominance was so strong. The dominion mandate is so strong that even when man fell, still that was not taken from man. Apart from the God life that man lost, things were still his slave. The only thing is that the Gentiles would have to toil for it. But you and I, when Christ brings us to our original state, we bring them under. Praise the Lord. Listen. Listen to me. I'm a living example. Do you know, since the day I resigned from Central University to today, I've never lacked. I've never lacked. When you talk about the building project, I've given more than everybody. Where the money comes from, I don't know. Because he provides for me. And he will provide for the work he has called me to do. Because the trust. See, we were covered by the hospital. This thing. But you know how when you're working in a company, they take care of your medical bills. Is that right? Do you know that from the time I resigned, Nobody has been sick to be taken to the hospital till today. Not once. Meanwhile, when they are being covered, almost every two, three weeks. Every two, three weeks, they will go. They will go. Listen to me very carefully. We worry about nothing. And we chase things. We get so frustrated by them. Because that's how we measure ourselves. We measure ourselves. We measure ourselves. Praise the Lord. I'll end here. Praise, glorious praise. glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.